0: Max's Morning Market Mania returns. I'm Max Kuzmalski. You're listening to this on August 22nd, 2022. Thank you everyone for joining. As you guys know, this podcast, this Max's Morning Market Mania segment, it is to help inform you guys. It's to encourage you guys to seek guidance and knowledge in the finan- the investing space because nobody is going to be there to save our asses. Nobody's going to take care of us. The government isn't going to take care of us, we can't rely on other people, so we need to create our own financial independence, and that is what this podcast is about. And as always, none of this is financial advice, do your own research, take what you want, leave what you don't, and at at the bare minimum, I would just hope that this would inspire you to take further action to help secure your financial goals. And I have something special that I want to talk about at the end, well it's not really special, it's just very interesting. I was pondering over the weekend about what it would actually take to make a million dollars, you know, at this hourly hourly rate or this investment strategy. So, you're definitely going to want to listen till the end because I've got some interesting numbers to share with you guys on that. So, let's kick it off with the first article. What have we got here? Wall Street sees another big commodities rally in 2022. So, I have been anticipating a mega commodities rally, honestly, for the last couple years. And the Federal Reserve's actions in their monetary policy, you know, uh, raising interest rates, performing quantitative tightening, that is kind of like a really strong headwind for the commodities. So as they do that and they change their monetary policies, it, you know, damaged the commodity prices. But we've got some, expert analysts who are forecasting some gains. So, uh, as we know, commodities, they've been dropping. Uh, Economic forecasts, they look bleak. Quantitative easing is being performed by the Federal Reserve. There's no sight of them slashing interest rates anymore. And all of this is a headwind for the economy. And if the economy isn't doing good, then businesses aren't doing as good and if the businesses aren't doing as good, then they're using less materials. And if they're using less materials, then there's less demand for these materials. And lower demand means a lower price. But given that lower demand, there is still supply constraints. And in this article, it's mentioned that, uh, they mentioned that there's been years of underinvestment in a wide variety of commodities. And I've been following that for years. I've, be- I've had that opinion for the better part of two and a half, three years. I've been following gold and silver and oil and uranium since probably about 2016. Really, really started paying attention in early 2020 once all this crazy stuff happened with the economy. And eventually this underinvestment, it'll need to be made up for. And with that will come a whole bunch of money into the sector you know, incentivizing more production of silver, more production of oil, more production of natural gas, steel, uranium, you name it. So in this article, they talked quite a bit about China. You know, China used a lot of economies, They, or pardon me, not a lot of economies, they used a lot of commodities, and they're currently, their economy isn't looking very good. And even with their slowing economy, You know, you can thank the zero COVID policy for that. They've got really harsh lockdowns. It's shutting down businesses. And this is very damaging to the economy and would lead someone to believe that maybe it'll uh, tamp down the demand for commodities. But you can't forget that, you know, even in China, they've been underinvested and there's still supply constraints. So we will see which one of those will win. But that would suggest lower demand for these commodities but with con- supply constraints it might not matter what the demand is so on top of all of that you know they're experiencing a potential real estate crisis obviously it hasn't really come to f- fruition yet but a lot of experts believe that it's on the horizon and that will also damage their economy and damage the demand for commodities and all that uh, i learned this in this article, I encourage you guys all to read it. So I don't follow the Chinese Central Bank that much. They we we mostly just follow the European Central Bank and then obviously the Federal Reserve, the uh, Bank of Japan. They're they're always in the headlines doing you know quantitative easing or tightening or whatever. But actually, days after the Chinese Central Bank announced that they had no plans to cut interest rates, they did exactly the opposite they did cut interest rates. After saying that they weren't going to, they did. Granted, it was only by 10 basis points, so it's nothing It's nothing crazy. I mean, it's, it's honestly negligible. They might as well have not changed anything. But desperate times call for desperate measures, and we will see if they continue on with that path. So in this article, they mention the constant maturity commodity index, and I'll refer to that as the CMCI, and that index, you know, it's a commodity index It measures the price and value of all these commodities. It's down 11% from its peak in June, but it's still up 16% on the year. And these analysts, particularly at CNBC and another at Goldman Sachs, they were forecasting some pretty good gains for this commodity index. CNBC analysts are eyeing up to 20% increase across the board on that commodity index. Goldman Sachs they're anticipating plus 23%, and they're talking about for the second half of this year, before the new year of 2023. So we, as I said, we do have the headwind of a slowing economy, and a slowing economy is going to put pressure on commodities, but they're forecasting these increases, and with the supply constraints, maybe that will outweigh the economic troubles and we'll get some increase in commodity prices. So at the current moment, I'm obviously I'm dollar cost averaging into a wide variety of investments. You know, crypto, physical gold and silver, uh, uranium, silver, natural gas miners, oil companies, stuff like that. I'll continue to dollar cost average in and honestly, preferably if, if we had, if this bear market rally came to a conclusion and then we ended up seeing newer lows, It'll, there's no way it wouldn't drag all of these commodity prices down with it. So dollar cost averaging in, you know, I'm, I'm getting a decent deal right now, but maybe when I'm buying in two months, I'll get an even better deal. I think the worst is yet to come, and uh, that leads me into my next one. Or actually, no, that'll be the one after that. But this is an article from CNBC, Jamie Dimon, you guys know him. I poke a lot of fun at him, not as much as Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, but Jamie Dimon is the CEO of JP Morgan, and if you tuned in last week, you know that I discussed a CNBC article that uh, mentioned that two traders at uh, JP Morgan, they got charged with uh, spoofing the markets, which means they were manipulating commodity markets like gold and silver, what they would do is, they, they do a whole bunch of criminal shit, they, they got busted in 2019, they got busted just now, so it does personally for me have a negative reflection on the CEO, Jamie Dimon, it's his company, he should know what's going on in the company, and these are high up people at J.P. Morgan, and they were committing crimes, what they were doing is they would sell short a crap ton of you know, paper-silver contracts or paper-gold contracts, and this massive selling pressure would drive the price down, and that's exactly what they want, and then they buy back their shorts at a cheaper price, and then they end up profiting. So this is what, J- what Jamie Dimon said. He told his clients that there's a chance the U.S. is heading into something worse than a recession. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean a depression? Does it mean a bad recession? I don't know, but in June, I may or may not have reported on this in uh, Max's Morning Market Mania, but I was tuned in. You know, I, I read these articles on a regular basis. I'm always paying attention to what's coming out. And JP Morgan said that there was an economic hurricane coming. So he downgraded that statement of an economic hurricane to storm clouds on the horizon. So storm clouds aren't as bad as a hurricane, so maybe he thinks it's not gonna be as bad as he previously thought, I don't know. But he actually threw out some numbers for us and how he got to these numbers, I don't know. But he said the chances of a harder recession and or something worse, chances of that are 20 to 30%. I don't know how he got those numbers. 20 to 30%, that's not even that high. Maybe, Maybe it won't even happen. And he predicted that the chances of a soft landing, which, you know, that's where everything doesn't come crashing down, but maybe it just trickles down a little bit. We, we get a nice soft landing, nothing horrible. He said the chances of that happening are about 10%. So very unlikely in Jamie Dimon's mind that we see a soft landing. And whether it's an economic hurricane or just storm clouds on the horizon, we will have to wait and see, but I am of the opinion that this is just a typical bear market rally, and I'll talk more on this in the next article. But I believe this is a bear market rally, and what will likely happen over the coming six to 18 months, we, we will see newer lows, lower lows in probably everything. And that's very unfortunate, and it'll flood a lot of money into the US dollar, which will boost the dollar strength and temporarily give us more economic strength, having a, you know, well-performing currency. But I think we will probably see S&P 500, maybe even get lower than the 2020 lows after uh, COVID came, maybe see the S&P 500 down near 2000, 2200, gold, maybe down to 1500, silver, maybe down to 15 bucks, Bitcoin, uh, there's a lot of support for Bitcoin around 10 to 12,000, and I, I personally don't see it getting much lower than 10,000. So, I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw Bitcoin get down to 10 or 12K. And I'll be a kid in a candy store. Although I would rather have all this shit go to the moon right now, so that I can experience these gains now rather than later. If I just continue to dollar-cost average in, I buy every month. I'll catch every high, every low everything that happens over the next 18 months, and when I see these prices come crashing down, whether or not they do happen, I'll be there buying at a heavy discount, and when it eventually goes up, then it'll be a much better day for me and anybody else who takes advantage of these opportunities. So that brings me into my next article. If you guys have not seen the movie The Big Short, you must watch this. And this article is about the guy in the big short. So his name is Michael Burry. And he made a name for himself betting against the housing market. So this guy, he he is a character. You follow him on Twitter. His name is like Cassandra BC. I don't even know what that means. He, he puts out these tweets. Sometimes they're in like code almost where it's like you got to like diagnose like exactly what he's saying. Uh, and he... I th- I'm pretty sure he's like on the spectrum, like a little bit of autism or Asperger's or something. He's got a lazy eye, and in the movie The Big Short, he's working in his office, and you know he's he's like a asset manager, and he's like reading a book casually with like death metal playing at full volume, just loud as shit, and he's just casually reading. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, that, this guy's a character. So he saw that, he did some deep diving, these mortgage-backed securities, what caused the great financial crisis, uh, all these mortgages, they were a lot worse than, they, than everybody thought they were, and he did some digging, he read through these, these hundreds of pages of mortgage reports in these mortgage-backed securities, which are investments that hedge funds Uh, The Federal Reserve owns some, foreign nations own them, uh, individuals. He did some digging and he was like, all right, these are supposed to be triple A rated mortgages or triple B. These are garbage. These people, they're behind on their payments. They don't have proof of income. It looks like these people aren't going to be able to pay off their mortgage. And he looks and he keeps looking and he keeps looking and he sees that they are full of dog shit. So what he does is he finds out a way to bet against the housing market, and he did end up finding a bank that would uh, give him a a very hefty return uh, by getting these credit default swaps. And basically what happened, he, he brought light to this issue, and he was like 16 months early, and he was ridiculed, he was using other people's money because he's an asset manager, he was using other people's money to bet against the housing market, and everybody was in a euphoric state. Oh, housing is going to the moon. You know, everybody, they're they are seeing equity in their home just build. They're getting wealthier and wealthier on paper. If They sold when the price was high, then they, they did get wealthy. But if they didn't sell and they were too late, you guys know it all came crashing down. And people were impatient. They were ridiculing him 16 months early. And give or take, I think it was a year and a half, something like that, And then eventually his day came where he ended up being proven right, and the market went to shit. And there are a few people who profited greatly off of it. Steve Carell was in the movie. Really interesting movie, guys. So I wanted to tell you guys about that, just to give a little backstory of Michael Burry, because he's the subject of this article. So go watch that movie, The Big Short. It's a really good one. So Michael Burry, his company, Scion Asset Management, uh... manages about 200 million dollars and recently this has kind of been the talk of the town in the financial community he dumped all of his stocks I don't know if it was around 196 million or not but he left just 3.3 million dollars in the markets and it's actually in a prison company geo group and they they have you know places all around uh they're headquartered in boca raton florida they've got a whole bunch of places all around uh and they have the capacity for 68,000 inmates, and he, he was investing in this. I mean, it, you know, they, it used to be classified as a real estate investment trust, and real estate investment trust, people call them REITs, R-E-I-T. They usually offer a crazy high dividend, and you know, for that reason, he, he might have seen that to be appealing. He probably knows that prisons aren't going anywhere. There's crime up the ass in our country, but that's the only thing he left on the table He's about $196 million in cash right now. He is anticipating further drops in the markets. Uh, so in this article, they mentioned that this whole prison industry, it's worth about $4 billion annually. Uh, this particular company, it actually has 53 secure service facilities, as I said, capable of housing 68,000 inmates. So I wanted to give a direct quote from... The man, the myth, the legend himself, Michael Burry, he couldn't shake the feeling that investor enthusiasm is misplaced. The worst is not yet over, and equities are only in the midst of a bear market rally with fresh lows to come. I watched a video on uh, partially this topic as well, and this was from Joe Brown with See Financial. Great YouTube channel, highly recommend it he was referring to a past tweet that Michael Burry put out, and he was talking about how the average of 26 bear market rallies ranging from, I believe it to be 1929 to 1932, as well as 1999 to 2002, the average percent gain in a bear market rally, which is when the market goes down and it hits a low and then it comes back up, that rally is called a bear market rally. He said the average increase was about 23%. And what do you know, that is roughly exactly what we are sitting at right now. So he made a full exit out of the markets. He is anticipating newer lows. And I am as well, as I said earlier. And, you know, I thought that was interesting enough to bring to you guys. Because obviously he's he's at least a little smart to have been able to see that the housing market was doomed 16 months before it actually was and the whole world found out. So... You don't have to follow his advice. I don't know if I'm following his advice. I mean, I told you I'm dollar-cost averaging. I I don't plan to sell any of these stocks for decades. So if I buy it right now, if I buy if I buy Uranium Energy Company at, or Uranium Energy Corp at uh, $3.50 and it goes down to $1.75, it's not the end of the world. I didn't plan to sell it anyway, and I'll just buy more at $1.75 or whatever. So with that being said, I'm going to move on to, the segment that I was talking to you guys about at the beginning of the show. So I was on this website, calculator.net. It's very helpful if you want to establish some kind of investing plan. You know, they always say that the average annual return is 10% compounded annually. So, you know, you maybe you start with 100000 after a year. You can expect, you know, the average increase to put you at 110000 and then 121000 and then so on. So I ran some numbers because I was thinking, how the hell do you get to a million dollars? And it is certainly achievable. I mean, there's people that are worth a hundred billion dollars. A billion is a thousand times more than a million. I think there's more than a few million millionaires in the United States alone. So it it made it is just a matter of providing economic value. A quote that Andy Frisella said way back in the day that I love is the amount of money you make is in direct relation with the amount of value you bring to the world. If you don't bring any value, you're not making any fucking money. So the person working at McDonald's or Taco Bell or or wherever, no disrespect to anybody working these jobs, everyone has to put money, put put food on the table for themselves and their families. If you're working for 10 bucks an hour, can you get to a million? What about 20 bucks an hour? These places around here where I live, I see these now hiring signs, you know, 14 bucks an hour, up to 1450 an hour, 15 bucks an hour. So for this particular scenario, I use the number $20 an hour because you see these fast food chains paying people $15 an hour. You might be able to say that $20 bucks an hour is fair. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's great. It's 33% more than $15 an hour. If if you were working for $20 an hour, how much time will you will you have to work to get to a million dollars? Well, I did some math for you guys. And you know, it's simple math here, a million divided by 20 because that's the hourly rate that you're making, that's 50,000 hours of work. So, if you're working a 40-hour week, you got to work 1250 weeks to get to a million dollars. That's 24 years. And to get to that million, you can't spend any of the money you earn, and you also can't allow it to be taxed. So you need to work for 24 years, making $20 an hour, 40 hours a week, untaxed, and you can't spend any of it, and then you get to a million dollars. Now, I think there's a problem there. 24 years, and what? think in your head what that magic retirement number is, because back in the day, They always say like oh you need like a million bucks to retire well i ran some other numbers on that say you build up a nice nest egg you got a million dollars in your retirement account you're 65 you're ready to call it you're done working your body's getting old whatever but hey medical technology uh medicines and stuff it's not unreasonable to expect to live to 100 years old if you retire at 65 You've got 35 years that you still need to pay for your living. You might need to, maybe you have your house paid off, but you still got to buy groceries. You still want to have fun. If you have a million dollars that you can retire on at 65, you are limited to $28,571 a year. Now, that is not much to live off of. $28,000 a year, and that we don't even know what's going to happen with inflation. There's so much uncertainty over... 35 years. So think in your head that a million dollars, it's not the number anymore. The new number is five, $10 million. That is what everybody should be striving for for their retirement account because you don't want to be just living off of $28,000 a year. You want to be able to live a little more than that, go on vacations and stuff. I also ran some other numbers before I get to a pathway of investing to get to a million dollars. Let's run the numbers at $30 an hour. Say you're making $30 an hour and you work 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year. You got to work for 16 years. Now that's a lot better. I mean, that's 50% or that's 33% less time, uh, 50% more money, but still 16 years of labor and you can't spend any of it and you can't allow it to be taxed. This is why I do Max's Morning Market Mania, guys. We can invest our way to that. And the entire time while we're investing, we're going to be working too. So the given 10% compounded annually, let's run the numbers with that. Or better yet, 15%. Because you tune into Max's Morning Market Mania and you educate yourself financially, you do a little bit better than the average Joe who just buys into the S&P 500 for 40 years straight. You know, you put your money into smarter investments. Maybe you invest in commodities. Maybe you speculate on... Uh, low-cap uranium explorers, whatever it may be, we're going to average it to 15% compounded annually. Maybe you got 40% this year, maybe you got negative 5% the next year, maybe you got 8% the following year, and then maybe 14% the year after that. We're just going to run it at 15% averaged annually. So this investment plan, you start with $1,000, and you're going to be investing for 40 years And if you can get 15% compounded annually and contribute $200 a month every month for 40 years straight, which should be doable, and if it's not, then we should elevate our goals to make that achievable, $1,000, $200 a month, 40 years at 15%, that gets you to $4.8 million. Now, you can do that while you're working. That's money that you're not really... Yeah, you're basically earning it in your sleep, whether, well, the stocks are trading during the day, but, you know, you get the point. It's money that you are, it's, you're increasing your net worth without having to put the blood, sweat, and tears of labor, or your standard work, or whatever, and at that rate, you get to a million dollars in only 29 years, and yeah, it seems like a long time, 29 years, I mean, I'm gonna be old as shit 29 years from, now. I'm not even 29 years old now, but, The time will pass one way or another, and there is no compromising on your retirement. Say if you start off with $5,000 rather than 1,000. Might be achievable, might not be, but that'll put you at $5.9 million rather than $4.8 million. And all you did was invest an extra 4,000 at the beginning of your 40-year investing career. Say you wanna start at 10,000. You'll get to $7.2 million after 40 years. Guys, this is incredibly important. Compound interest, Warren Buffett said it's the eighth wonder of the world. It is magical. It's how you can, maybe in a year, yeah, maybe you're working 40 hours a week for 52 weeks, but maybe your investments that you didn't have to lift a finger for, just a few keystrokes, buy, sell stocks or whatever, you might be able to add an extra 20 weeks of labor to your net worth for not, not, even doing 20 weeks of labor and I also ran the numbers for 10% just to give you guys an idea and maybe also encourage you to strive for higher numbers than just 10% which would require more financial diligence more financial knowledge but if you are only making 10% annually after 40 years you'd only be at 1.15 million and that is not enough to retire on you either need more years you need better investments or you need more capital to start with. So food for thought. Uh, Go to calculator.net. Go play around with it. See what you might need to do to reach your goals. And as always, continue your financial careers, your investing careers. Seek as much knowledge as you can. Figure out how to get better. Figure out how to get smarter. Always have a plan. And don't just wait for something to happen because it fucking won't. Maybe it will, but probably won't. So invest in your future guys. No one's gonna be there to save us. August 22nd, 2022, this is Max Morning Market Mania. If you liked it, share it, leave a comment, tell me anything you'd like, suggestions, comments, questions, concerns. And with that, thank you guys for joining. I'm Max and this was Max Morning Market Mania. Enjoy the rest of your day.